The Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro and CrumbleCookies.com. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is June the 21st of 2023. Hey, today is officially the day where summer begins. Summer solstice. Almost said somebody's name. Stoltzist. <laughs> a little Stoltzish. <laughs> yeah, it's that. The summer stol. Now I can't. Say I know. <laughs> the summer solstice. Uh, that means the longest day of the year. Uh, summer has officially arrived. It was one of those days where I was outside and I realized, oh gosh, it's hot now. Yeah, it is. Like it's not just warm. It's hot. It starts to get to that kind of sweltering, humid, sticky feel. Yeah, like get out of the sun mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, today is also National Smoothie Day. Hmm. It's Go Skateboarding Day. National oh, Selfie that, Day. I actually have lessons, skateboarding lessons later today. Oh, that should be fun to watch. I get on Kai's every once in a while. Uh-uh. I will not get on one. He'll go flying down the driveway, right? He's all fast at it and doing all his things. And I'm like, no. Okay. I was never good at that even as a kid, though. Yeah. It's also National Selfie Day. Hmm. Go to your camera roll. Okay, who was the founder of the selfie? Do you know? Uh, We would like to say it was um, Paris Hilton, right? That's hot. Thank you. Yeah. um, Oh, gosh, I haven't taken one in a minute. Wait, what am I looking at? Do I go, does it say selfie? Oh, I guess you could do that. In there there an album that says selfie? Yeah. Well, gosh, there's no telling how many you have. (laughs) No, see, the ones that are just me by myself, I delete. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, I don't really have any. No, I don't have any. You don't? No. You don't take selfies anymore? It's really with other people. Yeah, me too. So anyway, as we uh, go throughout the day today, Kelly and I both had a day on camera. We were performing on camera. And it seems the results were a tad bit hit and miss. I'd given Kelly the warning on what this goes like. Like, hey, don't be nervous if it looks like this and it feels like this and blah, blah, blah. And come to find out some of my stuff came to fruition. Right? Yes. It is kind of weird. I did some stuff, too, with the TV station. It was a little bit weird. So we'll talk about that this morning. Also, Lainey Wilson is not selling diet pills. So if you bought those pills, Lainey is not signing off on those pills. Uh, Lauren Elena has taken her Thick as Thieves dance to the most popular beaver out there. Well, maybe the second most popular beaver. And Eric Church is headed to the Country Music Hall of Fame with a special deal he's doing. Plus, we have the K-Fine Breakfast Club coming up this morning as well. Thanks for getting up and getting your day started with Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, one of the things Kelly and I have been interested in kind of tracking is this whole deal with the Titan, this submersive vehicle that was going down to take people to the Titanic. Yes. That got lost. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they were going two hours deep into the water. You pay $250,000 to dive eight hours down. Yeah. And you're going and going and going, and you're in this deal, and you're hoping it's safe, and this deal's gone underwater before, but something happened, and all of a sudden, they lost contact with the outside world, so everybody's going, oh my gosh, what happened to this uh, submersive vehicle? What happened to the right. Titan mm-hmm. as it was going down there? So they've had all kinds of people out in the ocean trying to see if they hear anything or see anything or can find this deal. And they're saying now that they heard some underwater noises and they believe possibly that that might have been the Titan. Because what they think they heard as they were kind of going through the water was people banging, like uh, wanting uh, to get out. 
Can you imagine? No. Like, this is a horror movie, a thriller that's come to life. I also watched something to where there is some kind of button or pulley or something device that if they were to get in trouble, they can pull it or release something, and it is supposed to help them get to the top. So, obviously, if that didn't work or it malfunctioned <sighs> or if they're caught and they can't get out, Ooh. you know, maybe they got caught in something and then they had a malfunction and they can't get out. Uh, so maybe they made it all the way down there to the Titanic and got latched underneath something and they can't get back up. Right. And now they don't have communication and they know they're, you know, hours and hours deep underwater. Like, can you imagine? It's a nightmare. Like, if this is one of those deals where we get lucky and the rescue mission happens and this thing is pulled from the water and these people exit the Titan. This is a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, legit movie. These guys are going to have, you know, books written about them and all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. Because to me, this is one of the most scary things because it's we don't know. But if you if they truly think that they heard banging, like people are like, get us out of here. But you're banging on the walls of a submarine underwater mm-hmm. hours and hours. And like you have to think nobody can hear this. Those poor people. Mm. <laughs> and if they're able to live through it. Like, that is such a crazy story. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows for sure, but of course, when they heard the banging, they tried to kind of hone in on that area, trying to see if they could find something. But again, most most devices aren't able to go that deep. It's not like there's tons of stuff that goes that deep underwater. Like, divers aren't going to be able to go down there and and unattach them or fix or something. So how do you do that? Right. Like, if it's truly trapped or stuck... How do you get that out? Do you take another submersive vehicle? And can you imagine having to be that person who's going down there to try to rescue the one that's stuck if it is stuck? People that are way braver and smarter than us. No, and these, like you said, it's really expensive to go on the Titan. So you have you know, very rich people. One of the guys, I believe, is a billionaire. Uh-huh. And he paid this money. Hey, I'm going to go on this cool excursion, and we're going to go underwater, and we're going to see the Titanic, and you tell all your friends that. And then all of a sudden, nobody hears from you again. Such a wild story. We'll keep you up to date on that. It's a real trending. It's a big trending story that's out there uh, this morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Gary Lackey, who's from Whitehall. Pretty cool story. He went to buy cigarettes at Paul's Discount Tobacco in Pine Bluff, and he decided he was going to do a quick pick. One of those lottery tickets from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. Uh, He ended up matching four white balls and the Powerball number of 26. And that means Gary Lackey has now won $50,000 in a lottery prize. Good for Gary. So the cool thing is the first person he reached out to was his sister, and he's like, hey, sis, guess what? I just won 50K. He says he's going to use the money to help out his church, to help out his siblings, and he's going to save the rest, which is pretty cool. And the wild thing about this story is this is truth right here, like that smoking has changed a man's life. This is proof that smoking led to one Arkansas man becoming $50,000 richer. Brandon, you can't say that. Smoking saved lives. Brandon. Smoking changed lives. No, no. I think you're, no, you can't say that. Well, if he didn't stop to get them. I, I get it, not but maybe that's not the, the moral of the story. I was going to say that's really not the moral of the story. Uh-huh. The moral of the story is that Gary's going to help people with his money. He won 50000 bucks, And you have a new best friend. And uh, What's up, Gary? How you doing this morning? <laughs> I have family in the Whitehall, Pine Bluff uh-huh. area, so shout out to you. I'll come visit soon. Get some catfish. I'll give you a heads up, Gary. Don't worry.
<laughs> you want some fish? <laughs> so here's to you, Gary Lackey. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. And today's high five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is June the 21st. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on The Chief. You know the guy in the Ray-Bans, Eric Church. So get ready, Eric Church fans. He is headed to the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. He's going to be what they call an uh, artist in residence. He's only the 18th person ever to be asked to do this. But he's going to play two shows in August at the CMA Theater uh, with the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. Uh, show dates are August 29th and August the 30th. So if you're a fan of Eric Church, if you're a fan of The Chief, get ready. I think about you, I think about 17, I think about my old Jeep, I think about the stars in the sky, funny how melody I listen to a bunch of Eric And of course, just for guys like me. Those guys like me drank too many beers on Friday after work. Hey! Our best blue jeans have skull rings. We wear our boots to anyway, shirts. Eric Church headed to the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum August 29th and 30th. We have country music news today on Laney Wilson. Drink a watermelon moonshine. So these crazy ads have been circulating on social media claiming Lainey has lost a bunch of weight on these special weight loss gummies and she's selling them online. Well, one of the ads is even going as far as saying that they have saved her life. There's another ad claiming that Lainey got her touring partner, Luke Combs, taking these gummies to lose weight and they saved his life too. Here's the deal. It's not true. The same thing happened to Dolly Parton recently with keto and CBD gummies. It's just a new scam and the ads bothered Lainey enough that she posted a video addressing the whole weight loss gummy drama. Here's Lainey Wilson. By now, I'm sure a lot of y'all have seen some ads about me losing weight, being hospitalized, and then I started taking some weight loss gummies and blah, blah, blah. It saved my life. Well, surprise, it ain't true. Uh, People will do whatever to make a dollar, even if it is lies. Because ain't nobody sent me any gummies. I just don't want y'all spending your money on something that ain't real. Do not fall for it. But I tell you what, it'd be real nice if they made some gummies that made you tell the truth. You get a gummy. You get a gummy. We all getting gummies. (laughs) (laughs) But, y'all, she runs around playing 90-minute shows every night. And I have seen her perform. She is all over the stage. She's full of energy. Even when she's standing there, she is feeling her music. So there's no, I mean, that tour is keeping her in shape and i bet she's probably doing what she's been doing this a long time so she knows what to do to kind of you know keep herself healthy imagine doing 90 minutes of cardio singing at the same time and being underneath these really bright hot lights oh yeah i mean you're Mm -hmm. gonna lose weight doing that Uh, also country music news today on lauren elena 
So Lauren's everywhere. She's teaching people her Thickest Thieves dance. We saw that with Blake Shelton. Mm-hmm. We saw it with Kane Brown. And now we see it with the most popular beaver. Or maybe the second most popular beaver. Right. We're talking about the Bucky's beaver. That's funny. Lauren Elena was in a convenience store, one of the Bucky's stores. The beaver was there, <laughs> and she taught the beaver the dance. <laughs> So she has a video on social media of the beaver doing the yeah. Thickest Thieves dance. He keeps up for a minute, and then yeah. they kind of ad-lib a little bit. But pretty cool. At the end of the thing, she captions it, leave it to beaver. That's cute. And then I start thinking, leave it to beaver. Oh, here we go. He's been triggered. Starring Barbara Billingsley, <laughs> Hugh Beaumont, Tony Dow, and Jerry Mathers as the beaver. Thank you. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Man, if you're looking for something that everybody in the family is going to be happy with, think about crumble cookies because I can tell you this, it's a hit every time we go somewhere, every time we take a box of crumble cookies somewhere, every time I bring a box of crumble cookies mm-hmm. home, everybody's happy. And on the menu this week, man, I'm going to have to go buy the red velvet cupcake, a red velvet cookie topped with a swirl of delicious vanilla cream cheese frosting and a sprinkle of crumbly red velvet cookie crumbs. They also have the waffle cookie. So this is better than your weekend breakfast. It's a waffle cookie topped with a dollop of buttercream frosting and served with a side of maple syrup. How about chocolate cookies and cream, a rich chocolate cookie slammed with cookies and cream pieces, then studded with creamy white chips. They also have the fried ice cream. This Mm. is like basically the county fair. It's a delicious cinnamon cookie with this smooth white chocolate buttercream and fried ice cream streusel. How about the classic pink sugar, an all-time favorite vanilla sugar cookie topped with a perfect pink swoop of real almond frosting. And they have a mystery cookie this week. Oh, it's a mystery. (laughs) Scooby-dooby-doo. I'm not sure why Scooby-Doo has to do with mystery. Well, it's a mystery machine, yeah, right? Yeah, So is the mystery cookie one of your favorites, or maybe it's something you haven't tried yet? It is a mystery this week at Crumble. And of course, the milk chocolate chip, the classic you can't go wrong, thick, soft, and packed with milk chocolate chips. You can check out Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. You can always download the Crumble Cookies app or check them out online at crumblecookies.com. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know? on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know the internet, as we know it, is just around 12,500 days old? All right. I didn't know the day count. I appreciate the information. I like math. I like numbers, you know. Did you know the city of Dallas was founded by a guy named John Neely Bryan, who supposedly named it after his friend Dallas, only no one knows exactly who that Dallas was. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that. And did you know SpongeBob SquarePants was created by a guy named Steven Hillenberg, who had degrees in both animation and marine biology? Oh. Brandon, we have to. Uh, no. Please. No, we're not going to do SpongeBob. Brandon, the no. children, well, and some of we're, the adults no, love no. it. We're not going to do SpongeBob. Oh, do it. it. No. Oh. Come on. Come on Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Absorbent and yellow and porous is he? SpongeBob SquarePants. If nautical nonsense be something you wish. SpongeBob SquarePants. Then drop on the deck and flop like a fish. SpongeBob SquarePants. Ready? SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob. And if you didn't know, now you know. 
Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so I told you yesterday morning that we had an air conditioning incident. I guess it happened on Monday, right? Yes. The AC went out. We're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then Leslie's cousin Paul came over, little pee-pee. Oh, yeah, you got it, you got it fixed for free. Little pee-pee fixed it for free. Quit calling him that. That's embarrassing. No, his name's Paul Preston. Pee-pee, I know, but pee-pee. it's... I don't think that he would like that. I don't even I don't even know him very well, and I'm going to say that he probably doesn't like that. I no, didn't care. I don't think I mean, who? He probably didn't care in person, but maybe not on the air in front of. That was kind of weird in person, too, because he had to come back over uh, yesterday. <laughs> so what's up, little pee-pee? We have problems again. And little pee-pee went outside and then went upstairs into the attic, and we got a new thermostat. I was without air, like, throughout from, like, I guess 10 o'clock in the morning until about, I don't know, 4 or 5 or 6, something like that. So where'd you go? Uh, well, we have Kai's upstairs, which is okay. Oh. And then, like, but I needed to take my nap because because I was worn out, right? I'm tired. Of course. So I need to have my old man nap, and I took my nap probably about 1 o'clock and in the bedroom, because I like to keep it pretty cold when I sleep. Uh, bedroom temperature was probably somewhere between 75 and 77. There, there's no way I would have, I could have fallen asleep. It was difficult. Was there a fan? Uh, there was a fan, but like it's, you uh-huh. know, I mean, it doesn't really help that much when it's 75 it's or like 77. blowing hot air in your face. It's almost like that, yeah. Hey, today's the first day of summer, just a heads up. It's the summer solstice. It's the longest day of the year. Uh, they were talking to people about things they enjoy the most about summer. And the number one thing people said is they enjoy longer days and more light in the evening. Yeah, I I mean, I guess so. I like this time of year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like it. Like, yesterday around 4 o'clock before we got the air fixed, it was hot outside, right? Like, do you go inside where it's going to be 75 or 80, or do you go outside where there might be a breeze, but it's like 85 to 100? Or yeah, my favorite summer nights, or my favorite thing about summer, are the nights where there is a light breeze, mm-hmm. and I can go out on my screened-in porch because here in Arkansas, we have to have screens yeah. so you don't get eaten alive by mosquitoes. Yep. Call um, Mosquito Joe. Yeah, uh, so... I have that, but like if there's a light breeze and as the sun's going down, go out there with like some sweet tea, an adult beverage, what I normally do, like a bottled water. Oh, that sounds fun. And uh, just have some music and just kind of relax and let the day kind of just, I don't know, it's pretty. No, it's it's kind of an unwinding thing. Mm-hmm. That's why I've enjoyed cooking the last couple of nights because I wait till the sun goes down. It's kind of breezy and, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. turn the music on. Uh, but longer days, more light in the evenings is the number one thing people enjoy. They also say they enjoy uh, being able to use their backyard, which kind of is basically yeah. the same thing. You on your porch and me kind of doing the grilling stuff. Uh, people love the smell of freshly cut grass. Yeah, that's always nostalgic for me. Is it? Well, because my dad loved working in the yard, so he loved summertime. And I can remember as the sun would go down, he'd be kind of getting done finishing up the work. And there would. There'd be that smell of fresh cut grass, maybe a little bit of gasoline mm-hmm. from the, the weed eater and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. That's nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, they say also uh, eating outdoors, people enjoy that. Some people enjoy sleeping with the windows open. Like, I don't think you do that in Arkansas, though. Well, you do in Hawaii, and it's awesome. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. They, most of them, like my, my family, they don't even use their air conditioner. They keep it off, and they keep their screened, uh, their porch open, and they keep all of their windows open, and there's like a constant breeze. And but isn't it hot? It's not hot like it is here. It's different? It's a different kind of hot. Really? It's a pretty hot. See, to me, that sounds miserable. It, but it, it's not. When I, now, my body did have to kind of get accustomed to it. But once, once my body kind of got accustomed to it, it was, I loved it. You think it's because John Cobble's really cheap? You think that's what it is? He just tells people that's what they do Listen, in Hawaii? Listen, buddy, you can't say anything to anybody about cobbles. being cheap. <laughs> oh, no, we don't need the AC in Hawaii. <laughs> 
John, it's 140. Right. <laughs> We're good. People love getting tans, wearing shorts every day, having their first glass of beer or wine on a warm day. They enjoy being spontaneous, and some people enjoy exercising outside. Again, these people probably are not in Arkansas at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Michigan. Because you can't breathe if you go outside and try to work out when it's 3 Mm o'clock in the afternoon in Arkansas. But uh, the first day of summer has arrived. The summer solstice and the longest day of sunshine of the year is happening today. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. When it comes to smuggling things into jail, there really aren't many techniques that the authorities haven't seen already. But this sounds like a fresh approach. Well, actually, fresh might be the wrong word. Someone tried to smuggle meth into a jail in Kansas by sewing it into his underwear. Now, this not-so-hygienic plan was hatched from the inside. There was an inmate who only served time on the weekends. I didn't know you could do that. And so they came up with a plan to have him come back in with the meth sewn into his underwear. Well, the drugs were discovered when he was searched. Apparently, the authorities heard rumors about a smuggling attempt. So it's unclear if this was why he was caught or it's something that they would have found out either way. Two people have been arrested so far, but there may have been more co-conspirators. The guy wearing the underwear was one of the ones who was arrested. Jeez. It didn't specify if he wore boxers or briefs. Oh, it doesn't matter, Kelly. Speaking of wearing boxers or briefs, an old man asks another old man, Mm-mm. what kind of underwear do you wear, <laughs> boxers or briefs? The other old man says, depends. Okay. That is not good. That's what you were telling me that yesterday. Is, that is not okay. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. Ah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, June the 21st of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Lori Loggins of Jonesboro, who celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday. Levi Harris of Strawberry is celebrating. Jeff Carter in Paragould. Happy birthday. We have Jennifer Van Hooser of Jonesboro celebrating a birthday. Linda Kraft of Poplar Bluff. And Rich Osborne of Paragould celebrates today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday today to Rebecca Black. She's 26. You may remember her from this song right here. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the Rebecca Black is 26 today. Happy birthday to the winner of the eighth season of American Idol. He beat Adam Lambert. Happy birthday to Chris Allen, who's 38. There's some Arkansas for you this morning. 
Happy birthday to Chris Allen, who celebrates today. Happy birthday to Prince William. He's 41, Mr. Kate Middleton, and the son of Prince Charles and Diana, and heir to the throne. Oh, yeah. Big. Happy birthday to Chris Pratt. He's 44 from Guardians of the Galaxy, Jurassic World, and Parks and Rec. And happy birthday today to Joey Kramer, who's 73, the drummer for Aerosmith. Joey Kramer, Aerosmith, 73 years old today. Sit here all day and play some Aerosmith. Joey Kramer's birthday. Dad is little cutie. So Joey Kramer. Aerosmith for you. Happy birthday. Yeah, this tour is going to be crazy. The farewell tour for Aerosmith. It's my favorite right there. But of course, another great one. I love this one. <laughs> when I was 18, this was my jam. <laughs> Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Joey Kramer hmm. of Aerosmith, who turns 73 today. Happy birthday, Joey. Hope you have a good one. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Kelly and I both had the opportunity to go out and be on camera. As I would say. Yes. She hates it when I say camera. You, you like to add syllables to stuff. <laughs> camera? Well, yeah, camera, television. Uh, I don't say television. Uh, basically. Television. Okay, there it is. So I'm doing some television mm-hmm. uh, with our friends at KJ&B. We're, we haven't really announced everything that we're doing, but uh, it's, a, it's a deal related to food with myself and Bethania Bray Harrison. Basically, <clears throat> y'all are like the new Guy Fieri. Yeah, Guy and... Guy and gal. His friend. <laughs> Guy and gal. No, so, but we went to a place. Uh, I went to sa- the salad station. Have you been there yet? Yes. So they have all kinds of different salads and wraps and stuff like that. And they, they were really nice. I had the chance to try a bunch of different things. Uh, I'll, let me tell you what I did that was embarrassing, though. Because you are going to die. And you know me. Like, everybody kind of came to me and said, it's okay. Don't worry. Do you already know? No. You can just tell your embarrassing story because I have one as well. So... So mine's bad. So like people are getting in there and we're shooting different stuff for television, right? <clears throat> and as we're doing this, I'm trying to move some tables around. I'm like, oh, let's 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 move some tables so we can get over here to a different shot. Oh, There's people you pass eating. gas again. <laughs> yes, I pass gas. Shrimp does it to me every time. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> no, so uh, I'm like, hey, let me. I'm going to move this over here for the because sh- I'm lights and the shot needs to be this and from this distance and. I'm I'm really obnoxious for a radio person who has done only wrestling television and, and like a little bit of other stuff. I'm really obnoxious. Now, what I've been told by Bethania is at least I care. 
But she okay. also said that the diva era is over and maybe I should chill out a tad bit. Bethania's a little bit nicer to you than I am. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit for now. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. So we're moving stuff around and all of a sudden I'm moving two tables. I'm going to split the tables. Both tables have a glass vase on them. Mm-mm. Brandon. With flowers. Brandon. Don't. Kelly. Mm-mm. I started to move the table. As I'm moving the table, I look and the glass vase is there at the edge of the table in between them. And I say, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. And you know what happens? You know how like, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it, and you drop it? So I'm moving this, and I'm seeing the vase start to go, and I have nothing else to do but to to keep moving it. All of a sudden, bam, glass breaks, marbles go everywhere, flowers go everywhere. We scare everybody in the place. They're all looking around. I jump back. I turn blood red because I am absolutely mortified. Oh, my goodness. It's my first time into the place. I'm dealing with the management team and the employees, and I'm breaking stuff, breaking glass. And you know what it's like when you go to a restaurant and people go in and you hear somebody who drops something – Everybody looks. I would have started clapping. Why would you clap? Because it's funny. No, it's not. And it brings even more attention. Kelly, I turned, and I was pretty calm most of the time. I turned so blood red. And then, like, the producer, whose name is Brad, he's like, man, it's okay. Stuff happens. And then Bethania's like, dude, you need some good energy, some good mojo, because you're losing it over here. I'm like, I just feel so bad. Oh, my goodness. And then, of course, they're coming over and having to clean up my mess of glass that's gone everywhere in the middle of their workday. Oh, yeah, you have me beat. I do? Yes. What did this you This only embarrassed me in front of two people. Well, okay, what is it? Okay, so we were shooting our deal on television. And what do you want to, can you talk about what it is, kind of? Yeah, yeah, so uh, when my hometown, um, we are working on just some different ways to, um, I guess, raise money for them because the, they had a tornado come through back March 31st. Yeah. And they're still really struggling. And so we're trying to find some ways to raise some money. And so that's kind of what it is. And it's some when high school graduates kind of coming together, trying to to make some things happen. But you had to be on camera. Yes. And so. um, Which already makes you a little bit nervous. No, it it doesn't until you yesterday were like, well, what about the angles? What about the shadows? And let me just tell you, the guy, Josh, that did did all of our stuff, he had his stuff together. No, well, I did a thing with the Weather Channel. They had me looking like I was a blimp. Okay. I'm like, what is it, Weather Channel? Why do I look so bad in this thing? But I, I was I thinking bad. that I was going to help them out. So before I went, I came here and I got the, my script because we had a script. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it. Yeah. So we had a script and I made it really super big. You know how me and you never can see Yeah, stuff? what size font? 16? It was like 28. 28? Well, we were going to be standing away from the camera. And 28? I'm like, someone can like hold it up or something. <laughs> so I printed it all out and I was like, hey, Kimberly, so I've got this. It's going to help us. Uh-huh. And so we walk in to her husband's little studio and we walk in and she was like, oh, and I get it out. I'm so like thinking that I'm saving the day. I've printed it. Yes. And she was like, oh, well, we've, we've actually got it on the teleprompter. Oh. <gasps> Uh-uh. No. My my oh. exact words were, oh my gosh, number one, I was embarrassed. Uh-huh. And then I was like, Brandon's going to die. I'm terrible at the teleprompter. And I was like, but they have it and it was all set up. And so you could basically just type the words in. I know. And it just kind of goes like this. It's, and you set the timing. 
It was great. No, you. Th- so for people who have never done that, you would think that's easy. All you have to do is read. Here's how my mind is processing this. I don't want to look like I'm reading, but I'm reading the words and looking directly in the camera so that I'm worried that I'm just blankly staring away. It's like if you know what Star Wars, when Star Wars comes on and you're reading those yellow words and they're going yeah. up or they're going down. I, wait, they're going up. Yeah. That's what it does. And so right. you have to make sure that you're in the right spot or the words are going to go away. But you also have to make it look like you're not reading, even though they're going right in front of the camera. So imagine if somebody's going to take a picture of you and like you're looking at the lens, but you can't see the lens. You just see words moving. Because you, but then you don't want it to look like you're reading the words. It definitely makes you appreciate oh. reporters and people on TV that that do make it look effortless. Not all of them do, but a lot no, yeah. of them like do those make anchors it look who are good, yeah, completely effortless. But anyway, I was embarrassed because I was like, you know, thinking I was helping, and I'm like old school, pulling out twenty eight font paper, yeah. and they're like, oh, it's on the teleprompter. We have the teleprompter. And I was like, now. I'm sorry, we we don't have anything where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> where I work. We don't have a teleprompter. <laughs> um, do we have any audio or video or anything from that? I have a couple of pictures. Do we have any video of it yet? No. I want to see the video. I want to see, see your video. No, I don't want to see my video. I want to see your video. You give me your video and I'll show you mine. Are you going to be bad? Are you going to be mad if my lighting's better? Yes. I'll be very mad. That, that's the only reason you want to see it. You don't want to see if I, if I sound good. You want to be like, I want to see what if her, she looks better in the lighting. Uh, that's what I want to see. I want to see that then because no. I know what I look like on the Weather Channel. I look like a blimp. Quick it's com- horrible. Com- comparing to the Weather Channel. Now, the Weather Channel is very professional, but when they shot me, they shot in the dark room and all the shadows and made me look extra baggy and chubby. Wasn't that one of those bulking phases, though? Yeah, I think it was a bulking phase. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by Roger Williams from Caraway, Arkansas, who has joined us in studio this morning. Good morning. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing a lot better than I deserve. How about you guys? I think we're all right. Uh, we, have a, we have a relation here because you are friends with my father-in-law. We are so sorry. Are, are we on the air? Should I say? <laughs> yeah, can you say what you want to say? <laughs> Just kidding, Jeffrey. No, nah, Jeff's a good fella. I've, I've known Jeff since I was a kid, and he and I went to school t- together. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. Caraway Kids from way back? Way back yonder, yeah. Like, if I said I need some stories to be able to blackmail my father-in-law, exactly. I would assume you'd be the guy. I know you either know it or I know who to contact. Yeah. <laughs> and we do have pictures. Some that oh, stuff. gosh. If we have pictures of him, did he have the goatee at that point or did he have that silly little mustache? He just had a little Hitler mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Jeff. Not a Hitler mustache. <laughs> did you know that uh, his wife, Paula, has told him he has to have the goatee because she didn't realize when they first got together he doesn't have a chin? Brandon, that is did not you know what that? she said. <laughs> Brandon likes to say no, lies no, and then see no. what people do on the air and make people uncomfortable. No, I'm not trying to make him uncomfortable. He's squirming over no, he's here. Not. Bless his no, heart. that's okay. No, he served in the Air Force. He ain't scared of me. Hey, really, so when did you serve in the Air Force? I served in 1981 through 1985. Where else did you have to go? Nowhere overseas, just all a lot of places stateside. I was aircraft mechanic on T-38s and B-52s. That's crazy. What was that experience like? Uh, it was awesome. It really was. Uh, so I just did four years, but when it was over with, like I said, we talked earlier, I was ready to get back home to Caraway. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was, this was interesting because he's a Caraway kid, mm-hmm. born and raised in that area. And then, uh, you know, had the opportunity after the Air Force to go anywhere. Like, that, hey, go. where do you want to go? Right. And you said, I want to go home. Yeah. It's just, uh, as the old saying goes, there's no place like home. Yeah. 
You know, I've seen the big cities, and and uh, they don't compare to small town America. And you still live there today? I still live there with my wife of thirty seven years, thirty six years. See. Don't get in trouble. <laughs> I don't think she's listening. So. <laughs> no, but that's neat. So, so you have this vision that you want Caraway and small towns to still thrive and to, to have things to do. And that's one of the things you guys are working on with the 4th of July, which is coming up. What is it? Uh, golly, about a week away, right? Yeah, I believe so. So tell me what's going to be happening in Caraway as we get set for the 4th of July. Well, can I give you a backstory first about the 4th of July picnic? Yeah, you tell me about it. It was started uh, after World War II by a few of the ladies that wanted to do something for the men had been all fighting. Sure. So it started as just a one-day picnic, an actual picnic. Right. And uh, has gone on and on. This is the 77th year wow. to have it. That's awesome. And uh, wife, You don't see many events that go on that long that carry on that no, legacy and tradition. No, you don't. And uh, the reason it has carried on is because people, other than ourselves, have had the same love for Caraway that we do. Yeah. So tell me about the organization that puts this together, because I was thinking, oh, there's got to be, you know, some some uh, group or some business that does this. And then I find out, no, this is just people who love the community and volunteer. Well, actually, the Lions Club used to do this for years and years, and uh, the members just kind of died out and they disbanded. Sure. So we decided to start a new group in Caraway. It's called the Caraway Community Volunteers. And my wife and I do that, and we have a few more people to help us out. Sure. And we do this every year, 4th of July, and we also do a Christmas uh, food and toy baskets. And uh, it's just a blessing to be able to to help people out. No, and I love to see people, especially, I love to see small communities mm-hmm. come together and say, hey, we're not going to let the, the bigger cities have all these events and have all the fun. Because as I look through what you're planning for the 77th annual Caraway 4th of July picnic, which is going to be Tuesday, July the 4th, like you guys have a ton of stuff that's going to be going on. And it's going to be, what is it, uh, 13 days away, July the 4th. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Some of the things we're having, like the petting zoo and the pony rides, those those are people volunteering to come for nothing to do oh. that for us. I but, think that's neat. Yeah, it is. And there are there are caraway folks doing that. The petting oh, they zoos are? are my favorite. Yeah, but you know during the day we have all kind. We have bingo, you know, to play. Sure. We have a uh, live music on the stage. We have uh, of course the carnival this year coming back finally. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, that draws the kids out, too. And when the kids go, the family goes and they hang out. Right. If you get the kids involved, the mom and dad's coming also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, I saw a deal like you guys have done all kinds of prizes, too. You've reached out to local businesses and people who might be able to donate. And you're going to be doing prizes all day on the 4th of July, too. We'll do prizes each hour. And uh, they'll range from just, uh, say, just a lounge chair up to $100 cash. We just come on throughout the whole day. Today, I'm sorry. So Kelly was asking about the pony rides, if she would be able to ride the ponies while she's Brandon, out. Brandon, don't put him in a weird position to say adults don't need to ride the ponies. Well, Roger, would it be okay if she rode the ponies? Brandon. Mm-hmm. Like well, we talked about earlier, if you don't want to ride the ponies, we have chickens you can ride. That's what Brandon's going to ride. Billy goats. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine me trying to strap onto a goat? Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be happening. There's going to be a flag-raising <laughs> celebration, a recognition of veterans, which I'm sure for you that's very important, too. Yeah, it's very dear to my heart, and veterans are. And uh, and also, I mentioned earlier, this is also the Caraway Centennial Year. Wow. Uh, Caraway began in 1915 as a uh, White Switch, I think was the name. White Switch, Arkansas? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Then uh, it was named uh, after Senator Caraway. In 1923, it was incorporated again, so this is our 100th year. So, hmm. 
So there's a lot of reasons yeah. to be celebrating. Yeah, and we all and during that Fourth of July day, we all have a room at City Hall, and what it's going to be is just a, like a mini museum of Carraway history. Oh, that's so. neat. So I wonder if my father-in-law will be standing in there since he's such a big part of Caraway history. I would love to see him over there. (laughs) Yeah, so there's going to be food vendors as well. Do we know what type of food? Because I'm sold on food. Uh, Of course, barbecue, uh, funnel cakes, uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, popcorn. It's all non-fattening, too. Sure, all the good stuff. Of course. And then to cap it all off, you guys are doing a special 4th of July fireworks celebration in Caraway. Yes, we've had the fireworks celebration for years and years and years, and I had to thank the city of Caraway. They purchased those for us. Yeah. Hey, that's not cheap. No. Mm. No, that's expensive to do that. Yeah. And we appreciate, you know, the city helping us out on that. And again, this is going to be a deal where you're inviting, obviously, the community of Caraway, but anybody who wants to come and celebrate. Anybody that wants to, you know, spend the day with us. And uh, fellowship, yep. we would love to have you. Again, it's the 77th annual Caraway 4th of July picnic. It's going to happen on Tuesday, July the 4th. It's going to be about t- uh, 13 days from right now. Uh, the parade starts at 9, the flag raising and recognition of veterans and first responders and city officials. That happens at 10. And then from 1045 to uh, basically 4 o'clock, there's music, bingo, drawings every hour for prizes, uh, petting zoos, pony rides, food, and then fireworks at 9 o'clock. That's it. A full day. You got it loaded down, man. We are ready to go and, and love to have you come with us. Hey, we appreciate what you're doing. It's always great to hear that people are trying to just uh, help out their hometown. Well, we thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to... Spread the word. Well, and I think it's even sweeter because you have a volunteer here who's going to do that for the community. And you know how much he's going to make off of this deal and all the work he's going to put into it? Zero dollars. Right. That's good people of Arkansas. And, Roger, we appreciate you coming in this morning. Thank you guys a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by Steve Shepard from Greenway Equipment. Steve, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Brandon and Kelly. I'm doing great this morning. How are y'all doing? Good morning. Good. Hey, man, we're good. It's kind of cool for us to be sitting here talking to a uh, senior vice president of Greenway because I think, you know, when you think about the territory that we talk to, Greenway is all over this area. Oh, there's no doubt about it. When you, Just when you said that, I thought, yeah, your, your footprint from a broadcast is very similar to what we're doing from uh, servicing our customers. So, yeah, pr- uh, pretty good match. Yeah, so how did you end up being the SVP? How did you get that role? Uh, actually been here for 24 years. So, uh, I guess you could say I worked my way up, but, uh, I came to the organization when we, uh, we were only four stores at the time. And so over the last, uh, 24 years, we've just had uh, significant growth and it's been an exciting time to be part of Greenway and be part of the organizations that we acquired along the way. And, uh, today it's a 32 store organization, uh, stretching uh, from Sykes to Missouri, all the way down in the Southeast Arkansas and back into West Central Arkansas. So, Quite a uh, quite an experience the last 24 years. You know, it's neat because in a situation like that, you had no idea what it was going to become, and you kind of rolled the dice and you stuck with them. And, and this is one of those deals where, man, if you stick with your people and you work hard, you never know where that's going to lead. This is a great success story. It, it really is. It speaks to, uh, really, if you get to the root of it, it just speaks to uh, Arkansas people yep. and uh, what we're about. We're about hard work, and we're about loyalty and character and and that's what this organization's about, and that's what you know. A lot of people in our communities that uh, you broadcast to and we work with. I mean, that that's the root of Arkansas, and so uh, it is. It is good to be, and it's fun to be a part of something like this. 
Hey, how important is the farmer and the farming community to, you know, obviously Northeast Arkansas and Southeast Missouri? How important is that to this area? You know, I don't know as a general, as, as general public, if we, if we truly realize the impact of the agricultural dollars to Northeast Arkansas and just the region in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very fortunate uh, in Northeast Arkansas and, and East Arkansas uh, to have the ag economy that we have. And we're very blessed in this region as well to have not only the ag economy, but the other segments of the economy, whether it be the industry mm-hmm. or the uh, uh, education uh, or the retail to help support that economy as well. But the ag dollars, without those dollars flowing in our economy, uh, the number of uh, homes and families that would be impacted if, if that economy, if that ag economy wasn't here, would be significant. Steve, how'd you end up in the ag business? So, like, what was your entry point? Why'd you Why'd you decide to do that? You know, going back to my roots, and, and this is a, I'll try to make a, a long story real short. But I grew up in agriculture, but I actually grew up on the other side of it. I grew up on the on the hay and cattle side. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad actually was an ag teacher years ago, and mm-hmm. so that's where my roots were. But I actually ended up in the transportation business, which is another great industry. But I ended up in the transportation business and was in that business for 10 years and uh, had been working with a, a co-worker who, uh, who ended up uh, taking a chance and coming over here to start uh, this organization with Greenway. And I followed him about a year later, and uh, that's, that's 24 years ago. So that's how it all happened. Man, that's cool. Hey, one of the things I think you guys have really become known for over the last few years is the fact that you want to give back to local food banks. Uh, and this backpack program, that's a big deal, and we, we see those. But Greenway decided, like everything that Greenway does, you guys wanted to play bigger than just do, hey, let's, let's do backpacks. You wanted to do backpacks with Jason Aldean. How in the world did you guys make that happen? Well, through our uh, through one of our owners and some relationships he had, they were able to uh, basically form a relationship uh, with Jason about four years ago. Uh, probably a year or so to that, we kind of started uh, started the relationship. But about four years ago, it became a significant partnership, and uh, it just kind of everything kind of fell into place. Uh, Obviously, it was uh, it was there was some opportunity for us to try to uh, leverage Jason Aldean and his name to help promote this fundraiser. And uh, when you look back on on the last four years and what we've been able to accomplish, uh, it has certainly helped to have a name like Jason Aldean alongside of you when you're trying to raise funds for for a program such as a food bank backpack program. You know, we're, we're able to see what celebrities do, what artists do. And, you know, Jason Aldean in the, in the world of country music and really in the world of music in general is a megastar. They don't attach their names to just anything. They get pitches all the time from different organizations and companies. And, hey, will you advertise this? Will you advertise that? And Jason Aldean doesn't take on much of that at all. For him to say he wanted to team with you guys, that says something about Greenway. Well, and I appreciate that, and that's exactly what my response would have been had you asked why I did it, because then it kind of goes back to one of the answers I gave you earlier. It's just about people, Mm -hmm. and uh, honestly, this is not a, this was not, uh, to to my knowledge, was not a big contractual agreement. It's just, hey, let's do this. Let's try it and see if it make it work, and and like so many things in in our area, you know, people are going to do what they say they're going to do, and that's who we are, and that's who he was, and it's worked out. It's been been a really good partnership. 
So the way this goes is we have the backpack program. We're trying to feed families in need. And to do that to an even different level, as opposed to just telling people, hey, man, we want you to help people. You're saying, hey, we want to give you something that's been on Jason Aldean's farm, something that is Jason Aldean's property. And you're going to give away one of these UTVs that is truly Jason Aldean's UTVs. You're giving not one away this year, but am I right you're doing two? Yeah, we're doing two. And uh, just to kind of set this up, uh, We've actually, so this thing started four years ago, and we actually, the first two years, I was thinking about this yesterday, the first two years, I think we gave away one item, and it was, it, one of them was a gator, one of them might have been a mower, but they were they were just one item we gave away, but if you take those first two years coupled with what we're going to do this year, when we give this drawing here in a few weeks, we will have given away eight pieces of equipment, which in itself is a, is a pretty significant commitment when you think <laughs> about what this equipment costs, but yeah. yes, these gators... Uh, these uh, XUV, one is an honors edition cab gator, so it's got air conditioning and heat. It is a salute to uh, the military, to the servicemen and women uh, of the United States that John Deere manufactured. It's a tan gator. It's really a sharp-looking gator. got a big star emblem on the front of it. The other one is a four-seater gator uh, that's open, open cab. But both those gators have been on his night train ranch just outside Nashville for the last uh, last year. Mm. Uh, we basically swap those out every year. These came back. They've got a plaque insignia right on the lower dashboard that has Jason Aldean's signature on it. So a little bit of uh, bragging rights go with these as well. But yeah, they've been uh, been on his farm and operated by him and his crew yeah. uh, over the past year. So as we do this, as we collect food and uh, monetary donations for the backpack program, how can we get signed up? Because am I right that it's as simple as like every single person who helps has the chance to win? Is that the way this works? Yeah, it really does. It's a, it's a real simple deal. It, this is a fundraiser. So obviously we are suggesting a, uh, a donation of $10 now. Just so everybody knows, if somebody just for some reason can't, they can still enter the fundraiser. But obviously, uh, we are trying to raise funds for the Food Bank Backpack Program, so we suggest a $10 donation. There's three ways you can really enter. Uh, number one way, we'd love to see you come into one of our 32 locations. Uh, we've got 32 locations, and one's probably close to everybody that's listening. Yep. Drop in there, say, hey, I want to want to enter the backpack program. I want to help raise funds for the food bank. And uh, that you can write a check, or they'll help you walk through a digital uh, donation process. If if that's not convenient for you, uh, everybody can get on their phone and go to gogreenway.com, mm-hmm. and you'll see a big tile. Click on the tile, and it'll walk you right through the process and uh, take your donation there. And each one of those, whether through the check process or go greenway process, will not only get your donation registered, but also get you registered for the fundraiser. And then the uh, Last way is uh, you can just text "go backpack" one word to four four three two one, and that simple process will get you get you right there. So, yeah, everybody wherever they're at right now, they can just pick up their phone and just say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here. I'm gonna raise some money for backpacks, and I'm gonna enter to win a Gator." And who knows that that ten dollars may may very well be what gets you, gets you to take one of these home. That's so crazy. Hey, why was it a deal for you guys to want to raise to do uh, fundraisers for food banks? What was the deal there? We have always, going back 24 years ago, we've always tried to give back to the communities uh, that we and our customers live and live and work in. Mm-hmm. That's really important to us uh, to uh, to reinvest in, in where we live and, and work. So we've always tried to do that. We really tried about five years ago to figure out how to get more intentional and really more structured 
in that effort, to really ramp that effort up. And so uh, we, we're obviously a large part of our business is, is large row crop agriculture. Uh, as we talked about earlier, we live in an area of the country that produces a huge amount of the food and fiber that not only Americans consume, but the world consumes. And so as we started looking at that, we thought, you know, we need to find something that's linked up to who we are and who our customers are. And we started looking at options, and uh, I didn't know anything about the backpack program at the time. I'd never even heard of it. And uh, one of our staff members brought it to the table. We started looking at it, looking at the opportunity. And at the end of the day, it just made sense. Here we are supporting customers who are growing food and fiber for the world, and we had an opportunity to raise funds for food that would go on on the plates of children in our area that might be might have food insecurity. So it's just a great match for us. Sounds awesome. And again, you can go to gogreenway.com, stop by any Greenway location, or text go backpack to 44321. Always to enter for the chance to win the Jason Aldean John Deere Gator uh, utility vehicles. Again, all put together by Greenway Equipment. And uh, when you think about this, Steve, over the last four years, do you have any idea of how many people you've helped or how much money you guys have raised? Because I know it's a ridiculous number. Yeah, we have. I do know we have raised over three quarters of a million dollars over the last uh, four years. And so, obviously, uh, we, we're not speaking that goal this year, but we've got a goal. Uh, we want we want to get beyond that next mark. And so, uh, and and I'll say this too: um, this is a uh, this is a grassroots effort. Uh, we get a few big donations along the way from from large operations, but really, it's our employees and customers that come in and give ten, fifty, a hundred dollars that allows us to raise this money. And so, uh, I, I really appreciate the efforts of of our employees and our customers and anybody that enters to help us uh, raise the raise the funds for the backpack program. Again, you can find out more at gogreenway.com. Steve Shepard joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Zinc. Thanks a lot, Steve, and best of luck, man. All right. Thanks, Brandon and Kelly. Y'all have a great day. All right. You too. too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Cody Walker from the Forest Elwood Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. Cody, what's up, man? Oh, not much. Just drinking a little coffee, ready to get the day started. Hey, are you already at uh, the Nature Center? Are you there? No. No, I'm at home this morning, and then I'm going to go in as soon as this interview is over with. I had to take my daughter to daycare, so I figured I'd do this interview from the house and then run into town. How old's your baby girl? Uh, she is just a little over 12 months. I think she's 14 Aww. now. My wife would probably be upset with me if I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> she's right at 14 months Aww. now. She's uh, she's trying to talk. She's up running around, running into everything. She's really uh, developing her personality right now, so we're having fun with her. You know what's so cool about Kelly? She finally started talking when she was about seven, and she hasn't stopped talking since. You know it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, so uh, <laughs> yeah. that's so dumb. Hey, Cody, we were looking at your website and your Facebook page, and we're like, man, you know, like you think about summer, and there's so many people who go, what are we going to do with the kids? They're not in school. And I'm sitting here thinking, my son has always loved going to the Nature Center, and you guys seem to have more programming in 2023 than I've ever seen you have before. We've got a lot. We have a tremendous amount of programs. Something's going on every day, and some days uh, there's two or three things going on, and the calendar that you're looking at is just uh, what we put out for the general public. Um, I'm looking at my calendar on my side of things, and we've got school groups and church groups, and you know there there is always something going on at the Nature Center. 
So for people maybe who are new to the area or maybe somebody who's never had the opportunity to take their, you know, their kids or their family to the nature center, how do you sell it to somebody who's new to town? What do you say to them to convince them they need to come give you guys a shot? Well, it's not even for people that are new to town. We we run into visitors that have lived in Jonesboro their entire lives. They're 30-year residents, and they didn't even know the Nature Center was in Jonesboro. Wow, that's crazy. So really the way I, I, you know, I sell it is it's a free facility. I mean, you uh, when you walk through the door, you don't have to pay a dime. Um, it's already uh, paid for through your one uh, through your generous support of the one eighth percent conservation sales tax fund, right? Uh, and it's also funded through the, the sale of hunting and fishing license and a federal excise tax. But um, you know, it, it's already paid for. You come in the door, it's a uh, you tour the facility at your own leisurely pace. We have over forty different uh, species of animals, from fish and reptiles and uh, birds, and we've got a uh, IMAX movie theater that has that shows two different films that has special effects. We've got over two million dollars worth of exhibits. The facility itself is three stories, seventeen thousand square feet, and those exhibits and animals and stuff is, is scattered all throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got one hundred sixty-one acres, over three miles of hiking trails. There's wayside exhibits talking about all the different flora and fauna that can be found in Arkansas and what's native to the ridge throughout. No, there. It's a pretty, uh, pretty extensive, expansive place, um, and we're we're pretty lucky here in Northeast Arkansas to have it. I've worked salmon fish now for uh, almost sixteen years, and I've worked at a couple of different nature centers now. And I know I'm a little bit prejudiced because I've been here a long time yeah. uh, in Jonesboro, but man, we really do have a gem here in Northeast Arkansas with this nature center. We started taking Kai there when he was young, and it was a spot like there were different points, you know, because he's been homeschooled, so they were looking for places to do field trips and just to go and get out and stuff like that. There were weeks where they would go, you know, two or three times a week to the nature center and Kai would get out there on the trails and he'd look for stuff and he'd find stuff. And it seemed like every time he would go, he would come back with a different story to tell. And, you know, you would think maybe that that gets, uh, you know, after he's been there so many times that he doesn't come back like that. But they just went a couple of months ago and he came back and it's just different at his perspective at 13 than it was at, you know, three or four. Uh, But it's still fun for people of all ages. You bet. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and we're always changing stuff. Um, we, we went through our, well, we're coming up on our 20-year uh, anniversary, but, you know, at 10 years, um, we changed everything in the facility. We took out all the old aquariums and terrariums and tanks. We created a new movie, um, and, and we're likely to do some of that stuff uh, again here pretty soon. So, you know, there's always stuff changing. So if you hadn't been out to the Nature Center in a few years, I encourage you to come back because you're liable to see something that you didn't see before. Or like you said, you come at it from a different perspective. You know, as kids age, they, uh, they're they constantly changing and stuff. So their their perspective on it will change as well. I'll speak toward the staff, too, because, <clears throat> again, Kyle was there so much. He'd want to hold different things. And, hey, can I do this and can I do that? And every once in a while I'd be at work and i get a picture of Kyle holding some different animal. Or, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and, and so your crew's always been really nice and accommodating, <clears throat> not just to my kid, but to everybody. Well, thank you. Uh, we've we've got some great staff there. Um, well, we've got uh, Elizabeth Kimball and Carissa Doherty, and you know, uh, two great educators, two great ladies. They they love their jobs. They love what they do, and not just them. The part time staff. We've got two summer interns right now that are helping us with all of our summer programs. You know, everybody there is passionate about what they do. They're passionate about hunting, fishing, uh, and Arkansas's great outdoors, and they love sharing uh, their experiences and trying to engage with people and get uh, get folks uh, uh, excited about the outdoors. Hey, so I think if I came out there and did some of the stuff you guys are doing this summer, maybe you could make me a tad bit more manly. You game for that? 
<laughs> we can try. I don't know. We'll, Cody, we'll gonna, give our best shot. It's going to be a challenge. It's really going to be a challenge. challenge. But, hey, with all, with all we have going on, I mean, you'll be almost like a Rambo by the end all of the right. Thanks a lot, both of you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Hey, tell us about some of the stuff that's going to be coming up. Because, again, there's tons of stuff on the website. But what are some of the, the, the big things you, you think we need to let people know about? You bet. Uh, some of our stuff, it, it's it's a little repetitive. Um, so just instead of going through each individual day and changing it up, I'm just going to kind of talk about what we have going on um, in, in a block format. We, you know, we've got a lot of outdoor skills uh, programs going on this summer in June and July. All of our summer programs will come to a, come to a stop at the end of ju- uh, July when all the kids go back to school. Um, so kind of to start things off, we've got all these outdoor skills programs. We've got BB guns. Uh, June 21st and July 5th, and those these outdoor school programs they start at 9:30. We try and do it in the, the cooler part of the day out on mm-hmm. the front lawn. But we got BB guns June 21st, July 5th. Uh, we have uh, in slingshot uh, July 6th and July 20th. Okay. So those two programs are just uh, outdoor skills programs. Basically, if you can you can pull back the slingshot, you can shoot. If you can hold a BB gun, you can shoot. We <laughs> take kids, we take adults. It's amazing how many. Uh, adults we get out there that have never done anything like this either yeah. as a child. So they we try and rope them into it, too, and get them out there and get them excited about it. Um, we also, part of our Outdoor Skills Challenge, and this has more to do with fishing, but it's a program we call Hey, Let's Go Fishing, and this one's actually off-site. We encourage participants to meet us over at Cricket Forest Park at Access 5 mm-hmm. at the uh, Family and Community Fishing Pond over there. Mm-hmm. And that will, and we do that every Friday in June and July. So June 23rd and 30th, July 7th, 14th, 21st, and 28th. We encourage visitors to meet us over there. Access 5, 930 to 11. We provide fishing poles. We provide uh, bait. We provide uh, all of our expertise. And, and it's just a really good time. You know, I, I really enjoy that program more than any other throughout the summer, watching people catch fish. And a lot of them are first-time anglers. And so getting to see a lot of these kids catch their first fish, man, that's, that's really something special. So those are our outdoor skills programs through the rest of the summer. And we've also got quite a bit of activities just for the whole family uh, that, are, that take place inside the Nature Center. We've got Nature Bingo at 10 a.m. on uh, June 27th, July 11th, and uh, the 25th. And we have some sort of nature craft. Uh, on the uh, 2 p.m. on June 28th and 26th. And then we have what we call Wild Wednesdays, June 28th and July 12th. And that's at 1 p.m. Uh, that is basically just like a, a creature feature um, uh, on steroids. That's a, that's a really <laughs> in-depth type program on some of the animals that we have, one of the education animals that we might have at the facility. Um, and all of those programs, the uh, outdoor skills programs and all these that are inside the Nature Center, uh, there's no registration required. You don't have to go to any link and uh, sign up for anything. Those are all um, first come, first serve. And usually we've got a lot of space for them. But I do want to make mention of two other programs that do require registration. Okay. Um, so you'll have to go either to our Facebook page or you'll have to go to the Arkansas Outdoor Skills Network um, at agfc.com and find the link. Really the easiest way to do it is go to our Facebook page if you're very uh, techie at all and you've got a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. That's where we keep all of our stuff, and you can find a link to our summer calendar in there. But um, the two programs that do require registration, one of them is a fish dissection and ID. Uh, This came by popular demand. Uh, We've got two uh, summer fishing camps um, that that fill up rather quickly, and one of the most popular programs in that summer fish camp is fish dissection. So we thought we'd do one more fish dissection. That's going to be on July 21st. Um, Kids 12 and up, because we do use knives and things like that. Mm -hmm. We're going to take about 20 kids. That'll be from 10 a.m. to noon, 
And then we also have, on July 1st, a boater education uh, class. Um, And that'll be from 9 to 4. So that's an all-day class. So if you need to get your boater education requirement tackled and finished, that day on July 1st would be a good one to come get it done at the Nature Center. So it sounds like Cody's going to be fairly busy. He probably won't see his family at all in June or July. (laughs) (laughs) Rather busy, man. Yeah, man. uh, And we're a little short-staffed right now. But, hey, you know, like we were talking about earlier before we kicked this thing off, if you enjoy what you do, it's not work. Uh, It's fun. So, and we all enjoy it. So we, we love doing these types of programs and engaging with the public and residents of Northeast Arkansas. So, um, yeah, come on out. We want to hang out this summer with everybody in Jonesboro. Again, you can find out more of the easiest ways to go to Facebook, Forrest L. Wood Crowley's Ridge Nature Center to find out more about all the events that are happening. And Cody, we appreciate your time this morning and we'll chat with you again soon. Okay, man. That sounds great. We look forward to it. All right, see you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined in studio this morning by Rodney Poff from Jonesboro Occasions Magazine, fresh off Father's Day. What's up, man? Morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I was talking to one of your neighbors the other day who said he looked over your fence and thought Snoop Dogg came over. Okay, Brandon. Wait, why? All the smoke rolling over your fence. Was it not? Okay. Well, what was happening for Father's Day? <laughs> it, we had a high alt- No, it was. Uh, I, I got a. I got a new smoker um, for Father's Day. It's pretty nice, isn't it? It's pretty cool. It looked jacked up. Like the picture, his wife posts his picture on Instagram, and it's like she must like this guy because she invested big <laughs> in this. It, it's cool. Uh, you know, coming from regular old charcoal smokers most of my life. Uh, it's it's a big switch to go to a pellet smoker, but man, it's it's pretty cool. So the last time you did, it seemed like it was last summer. Maybe you brought us some food. Did you bring us samples or? Well, I I brought um your studio and uh, the one down the hall yeah. some food. And last year, for some reason, the one down the hall didn't get any. Well, of let it. me just tell you, it wasn't me or Brandon. We <laughs> left it for him. That's all I'm gonna say. Now, I'll tell you, I dug right that into is. that first thing though, and then we had a long conversation. But you can't bring food to this building. She'll tell you. You can't bring food here. No, it's like little little ants. It's like. There are people on vacation that come back from vacation. Yes. The radio people just to eat. True story. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> it is silly. So uh, what was your first um, thing you smoked on your new pellet smoker? Uh, about a 14-pound Boston butt. Turned out good? Turned out really good. Do you have to sauce it or do you just have the, what do you do with it? Sauce it. What kind of sauce you put on it? Like barbecue sauce? Oh, no, 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 no. You don't even need I use a vinegar base. Ooh, sauce. that's right. Yeah. That's And I love that. Yeah. That's, okay. So uh, anyway, Rodney comes in and we talk about the things happening around Northeast Arkansas with the Jonesboro Occasions Magazine event roster. And, uh, you know, this weekend, Rodney, we're going into a really big weekend with uh, St. Bernard's and Triple Swing. That's right. And and today what? is the first official day of summer. I know that. Thank I you. noticed you're celebrating. Nice Speedo. Maybe you should have shaved. <laughs> okay. Harry, hairy legs. I mean, he has some hairy Why? legs. <laughs> what? So no, weird. his legs are hairy. Why are you so red? You know, it's, this it's, is the first time he's visited us in a second. I wonder why. <laughs> why did he just clutch his chest? Oh, no. it's, uh, it's, um, you don't often get me. You got yeah. me this morning. That's pretty yeah. good. Twice, actually, with the Snoop Dogg. There you go. Good job. I'm on my game today. I got don't, two hours don't of sleep. Encourage yourself. <laughs> no, when I get two hours of sleep, man, it's on. Two hours.
two whole hours. Huh? I probably really got about three, but. Can you imagine? I look this good at three hours oh of sleep. Oh my gosh! Wow. Can you Rodney, imagine? I'm sorry. What's on? What's on? What's going on? <laughs> Thank you, what, Kelly. What's um, happening? <laughs> so yeah, to start off the uh, triple swing weekend, uh, Friday night, living in the land of the Delta Blues dinner dance. This is a uh, very casual. Yeah. Uh, it's the kickoff to triple swing. Speedo's okay, right? So you'll go as a wrestler. I'm going to go as a wrestler. Like Randy Hales told me to go to a wedding. Hey, just go as a, as a wrestler. Go as yourself. Go as a wrestler. I went. So- I, don't, I don't guess you saw my comment on that. Oh, I uh, I, did you see my I because, see because she, she said that uh, that you were uh, underdressed for yeah. the occasion. Right, yeah. So right. I asked if you... <laughs> Instead of your normal medium t-shirt, did you wear an extra small? Okay. You wore a youth large. <laughs> okay. It's an ex- <clears throat> it's an expectation with me to wear tight clothes, right? Sure. Well, obviously sure. it is to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rodney. It's always uh, great to see you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, going back to what I'm here for. Um, what are you here for? Casual dress for Triple Swing. Yes, okay. for the Living in the Land of the Delta Blues Dinner Dance. Um, 6 to 11 o'clock. At St. Bernard's Auditorium. So it's uh, dinner, entertainment, and door prize eligibility from 6 to 11. Triple Swing proceeds will benefit St. Bernard's NICU. Uh, you can go to tripleswing.org for more information on that. Then Saturday, the last show for the Picking in the Plaza. This is um, at Rotary Centennial Plaza from 7 to 9 o'clock Saturday night. Yeah. It's a free event that uh, that provides an opportunity for the public to watch local musicians perform. Yeah, like you can call 935-2726 or visit foajonesboro.org for more information on that. Gotcha. Then uh, Saturday, the Northeast Arkansas H2GO. 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 Okay. Uh, fun run and walk will take place at the Craighead Forest Park. Starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, age group awards. Door prizes and refreshments will be provided. The two-mile walk slash run will benefit the Alzheimer's Arkansas. You can visit alzark.org. That's coming up Saturday, too. Yep. And then um, another. So Saturday, starts Saturday through Monday. And then again on Friday the 30th, the Foundation of Arts will present the West Side Story at the Forum Theater um, in downtown Jonesboro. Tickets may be purchased uh, online at or at the uh, forum box office. You can call 935-2726. Gotcha. Or go to foajonesboro.org for that. Then Monday, uh, the second part of Triple Swing. This is going to – Kelly loves the idea of this first This part. is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, this is the St. Bernard's Healthcare Triple Swing Pickleball Tournament. Yeah. This Whoever is made that decision is a genius yeah, that's, and that's brilliant. That's, she loves that's it. That's awesome. And I really like – playing too I just oh you play too yeah i, I wish i could play uh this uh it's going to be held at the indoor courts at ridgepoint country club social play will take place in two flights from 5 to six thirty, and then again from six thirty to 8 o'clock uh you can visit uh, tripleswing.org for more info on that and then to wrap up triple swing yep. monday and tuesday the golf scramble part yep. of triple swing it's going to take place at ridgepoint the tournament features a four-player scramble format, which will have the choice of morning or afternoon flight. Registration includes green and cart fee, a tea gift, a photo of the team, breakfast, lunch, and on-course refreshments and snacks. That's fine. Prizes will be awarded to first, second, and third place teams. Again, go to triple swing 
org for more information. Smart man. They have so much stuff going on. They really have something for everybody to get involved yeah, with. They really do. So again, you can find out more about all of the events and you can check out the newly relaunched website for Jonesboro Occasions Magazine. All you have to do is go to jonesboroaccasions.com. And if you see smoke coming over the fence at Rodney Poff's house, no need for concern. He's just out there smoking some butt. And as Mr. Rodney Poff so eloquently puts it at the end of every Jonesboro Occasions You're an event. an absolute Foster. idiot. <laughs> Wait, are we oh. talking to him or me? No. <laughs> Him. I think you. <laughs> Pop off. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Wet Nose Wednesday is back. Good morning, Doc. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm doing great today. Hey, Kelly has a question. She's a tad bit concerned about one of her puppies. My little angel, Miss Potts, uh, she has been scratching and kind of like uh, not licking, but kind of nipping at her paws, like almost like there's, uh, I don't know, like she's been allergic to something and I haven't like changed her shampoo or shampoo, (laughs) her her dog bath. You know, I hadn't changed anything with her. Is there, could there be something in my yard that's making her itch or is there something I can give her to make it stop? Yeah, it does sound like it may be an inhalant type allergy. We call that uh, atopic dermatitis or atopy is the name of of, uh, allergies caused by inhaled allergens. And, you know, this time of the year, pollens are out, um, you know, as we go through the different uh, months, different uh, plants and weeds start blooming. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of oak trees and pine trees and Bermuda grass and dogs can be allergic to all these, uh, all these pollens. And, uh, you know, the target area a lot of times is the feet. And so the feet start itching, and they chew at them. They kind of nibble around the nails or on the bottom of the feet. And in lighter lighter colored dogs, you may notice kind of a rusty, uh, reddish brown yep. stain to that coat uh, from the saliva. It has a has a compound in it that, that turns that color. Uh, so that's anywhere they lick on their body on a light colored dog, you may see that uh, rusty rusty looking uh, change in the hair coat. So, um, you know, there's a lot of good medications that can be given um, to control that. One of the mainstays is, has always been corticosteroids, but there's some newer um, newer products out that actually inhibit some of the in, uh, enzymes in the pathway that cause the itching uh, in severe cases or if they become refractory, the pet becomes refractory to that kind of treatment. Uh, we can even uh, refer them to a veterinary dermatologist for aller skin allergy testing, which is probably the gold standard in trying to figure out what they're actually allergic to. Wow. And then a injectable serum is uh, made by the laboratory that has these uh, allergens in them that the pet is allergic to. And there could be up to 10 or 12 you know, different ones that uh, they score them after the skin test on how big of a reaction in the skin it causes. And then they'll choose the top 10 or 12 to put in uh, the serum. And what you actually do is try to hyposensitize the individual uh, pet so they're not as reactive when they're exposed to that allergen. So uh, 
several dogs, and uh, I don't know if I got any cats on it right now, but several dogs that are, you know, the owners are actually giving them uh, true allergy injections at home. Wow. And uh, for the most part, a lot of times you'll see about 70 to 80% improvement in, in, in them, you know, long term. And it's usually, it tapers down to the amount of uh, injections you give to where usually you're only giving it once a week uh, after they've been on the schedule. So is this something that's that's uncomfortable for pets? Is it is it painful for pets if they're going through the allergy thing? I know they can't process it quite like we can. Is it something we need as as pet owners to treat? Yeah, I think I think you know if you've ever had this chronic something that's causing chronic itching, you know whether it's a bunch of mosquito bites or poison ivy. <laughs> excuse me, no, you you can you know we can put stuff on our skin, uh, take take the oral medicine to help that. You know, where a pet can't, and so that's why they just start wanting to lick and chew at it. Yeah. And, of course, they traumatize the skin, you know, make it raw, then there could be a secondary bacterial infection there. Um, I've seen some pretty pretty severe cases of allergies, you know, where dogs come in. They may not have hardly any hair on their whole body. They're itchy. The skin's thickened. And, you know, as far as being painful, it's probably not painful as such, but it's just, you know, imagine that you can't get any relief from itching. Right. And, uh, um, you know, it's just they, that kind of controls their whole day, you know, them trying to get relief by licking uh, the affected area. So, um, you know, yeah, that's something that you should definitely, as a pet owner, intervene, you know, get get your pet examined and, uh, you know, get them on something. You know, a lot of, fortunately, some of these animals are just allergic during a certain seasonal period. Uh, a lot of the dogs aren't as uh, allergenic. In the winter months, just because there's not as many pollens, but they can also be sensitized to other things that are even indoor uh, allergens like mold spores, house dust, house dust mites, you know, that are always going to be in the household. So some dogs we see have a have a uh, year-round allergy. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So you were telling us before we got on our topic today for Wet Nose Wednesday was going to be about the importance of microchipping because June is a month where micro microchipping is celebrated. Yes, it's it's actually National Pet Microchipping Month, and um, you know I've, I've touted these many times. But with the upcoming Fourth of July holiday, it's probably going to be a pretty long weekend. You know, with being on a Tuesday, I think a lot of people are going to probably have Monday off or take Monday off. So potentially, it's going to be a, a four or five day long holiday. And just statistically, it's the number one day out of the year where most pets or the, uh, the largest number of pets are lost. Right. And just because of the loud noises, a lot of family or friends over, you know, the dogs are outside, the pets are outside, they get out when they're supposed to be inside, the, the fireworks noises scares them and they run off. And it's just, uh, you know, it's so simple. It's just a little tiny chip that's about the size of a grain of rice and it's implanted under the dog's skin with a needle a uh, fairly small needle. Now these these tips have gotten smaller, uh, right between the dog or pet or cat shoulder blade, and it takes literally five seconds. And it's just like giving an injection. Uh, all the microchips have are encoded with a unique number, and then that's registered in that particular manufacturer's database with your name, address, phone number, email uh, that matches the microchip number. You know, a, a secondary contact and uh, Pretty much all veterinary offices and shelters and animal control facilities have a microchip reader. First thing we do when we get 
a dog or a pet is found, brought in, we micro uh, scan them with the microchip reader, and uh, you know we've, we've been able to you know locate uh, the owners that way. It's important. Some shelters or uh, adoption facilities will microchip the pet before they leave, but it's up to the owner to get them registered because we find a lot of pets that have uh, microchips that have been implanted, and then we scan them and look them up in the database. They've never been registered, so it doesn't really do any good unless you're going to be able to go online and get get their information uh, submitted. And, um, you know, it literally can save the life of your pet because if these end up at a shelter and, you know, some shelters have a certain period of time that they'll keep them before they actually adopt them out. And then, you know, if nobody finds, uh, comes to adopt them, they may have to have them put to sleep, you know, depending on their uh, space uh, that they have available. And, uh, of course, you know, if the pet's microchip, they know it belongs to somebody, so they're going to take that extra effort to try to find the owner. So, you know, just save yourself the heartache. I mean, it's a quick, simple procedure. Um, it's good for the life. You know, it's, it's there forever. Um, it's not something that you can really feel unless you've got a real thin dog. Um, it uh, doesn't cause any constant pain or irritation, you know, no side effects. And uh, it's just, you know, that's, that's probably the best thing you can do for your pet. Yeah. It's something to think about. We all should think about that because we, we had a story just a couple of weeks ago about a dog that somehow escaped from Florida, ended up in Louisiana, but because of the microchip was able to be taken back home. So super important. Yes. Y'all, he is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Another Wet Nose Wednesday with Dr. Kevin Reed. Hey, man, we'll talk to you back here next week. Same time, same bat channel. All right. Thanks, Doc. We'll see you, man. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you check out the podcast today, you'll hear all about the drama that Kelly and I both had separately at television shoots. You know, we just take it wherever we go, don't we? We were on camera in separate locations Mm -hmm. and both had moments where we wish we could have been somewhere else. (laughs) So we'll share that with you on the podcast. Uh, Plus, summer is here. The things we love most about summer. Uh, For those of you trying to take the Lainey Wilson diet pills, (laughs) the diet gummies, eh. Maybe yeah. not the best idea. Uh, Lauren Elena is hanging out with the very popular Beaver. And Eric Church is headed to the Country Music Hall of Fame for some special stuff. Plus the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Today we had the chance to visit with Roger Williams from Caraway as they're getting ready for like the 77th annual Caraway mm-hmm. 4th of July picnic. Yeah, carnival, food, all kinds of stuff going on. It sounds like fun petting zoo and all that. So we talked to Roger on the podcast. Uh, Steve Shepard from Greenway Equipment was on talking about that backpack program that features Jason Aldean mm-hmm. and your way to win like UTVs that are Jason Aldean's UTVs. Uh, Cody Walker from the Crowley's Ridge Nature Center talks about tons of su- summer programming. Rodney Poff with Jonesboro Occasions and the event roster comes in. We talk about why smoke was billowing from his backyard uh-huh. the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there were some rumors about that, but we clarify <laughs> that. <laughs> and Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, Wet Nose Wednesday. So all of that on the podcast today. All you have to do is search Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly wherever you get podcasts. And Kelly Perry.
What's on TV tonight? The series premiere of Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Samuel L. Jackson is back as Nick Fury. The series premiere of L.A. Fire and Rescue. Brandon, this is a reality series, and it's centered around the stations and first responders of the L.A. County Fire Department as they protect the 4 million residents spread out across 59 cities. That's always a huge, huge deal, and that's a really dangerous job. Yeah, and I saw the trailer for that last night, and mm-hmm. literally I'm going, oh my gosh, this is mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. The 10th season premiere of Dr. Pimple Popper on TLC, <laughs> also on Nancy Drew, Riverdale, The Wonder Years, Mayans MC, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.